Hi everyone, thanks for joining me. I'm more than a little blue today. There was a death yesterday in my most immediate circle, so I'm not quite at my best, but I'm going to give it my best shot. Today's subject is the American bass baritone Donald Graham, who lived from 1927 to 1983. He is one of the singers that I most admire, and so I featured him in numerous episodes already. But today, he's front and center, and he's going to lead us in with a song by Douglas Moore to a text of William Shakespeare, which reflects where I am at the moment. Come away, death. Come away, come Sad cypress, let me be laid. Fly away, fly away, breath. I am slain by a fair cruel maid. A thousand, thousand songs. Welcome to Counter Melody, the podcast on great singers and great singing. As always, I am your host, Daniel Gundlach. No preaching here, no lecturing, well, maybe just a tiny bit of each, but the primary spotlight will always be on the singers that enrich and enhance our lives, no matter what is going on in the world around us. Thanks for joining me. And now, this week's episode. Is us a 
my attempt to inject a little levity into the episode today. Hope it wasn't too heavy-handed. That was the opening of Stravinsky's Renard in a 1962 recording, which featured Donald Graham and his companion vocalists George Shirley, Lauren Driscoll, and William Murphy. And then we went straight into the bass recitativo from the Choral Symphony of Beethoven, which introduces, of course, the so-called Ode to Joy. That's a 1961 recording with Fritz Reiner. Those two examples together give just some indication of Donald Graham's range as a vocalist and interpreter. But I'm going to frame the episode proper with two different settings by Ned Roram, who was one of Donald Graham's closest artistic collaborators. In an interview that I found with Ned Roram, he states... I think the songs of mine that Donald Graham has sung are absolutely flawless on records, and I'm very glad that Donald, who recorded so very little, did them. Here is a quintessential Roram setting of the poem by Robert Hillier, Early in the Morning, deliciously interpreted by Donald Graham, accompanied by Ned Roram in this 1964 recording. Early in the morning of a lovely summer day, as they lowered the bright awning at the outdoor cafe, I was breakfasting on croissant and cafe ole under greenery like scenery, Rue Francois the hot pavement with a dash of flashing spray and the smell of summer showers when the dust is drenched away under greenery 
like scenery, refresh the premiere. I was twenty and a lover, and in paradise to stay. We already heard a little bit of Stravinsky at the very beginning. Here's another very brief example. This is a late work, a very late work by Stravinsky, in fact, called the Requiem Canticles. At this point in his career, Stravinsky was really getting down to a kind of Webernian nitty-gritty, where everything was being reduced to its bare essentials. And that's why this movement, the Tubamirum, of the Requiem Canticles, lasts less than a minute. This was the premier recording of the work, conducted by Stravinsky's amanuensis, Robert Kraft, and sung by Donald Graham. The recording was made in 1966. <laughs> Ante tronum. just in case you were somehow getting it into your head that Donald Graham was simply some kind of musical egghead, I beg to differ with you and offer as a counterexample his wonderful recording from a 1954 radio broadcast of this perennial Rodgers and Hammerstein favorite. We cast our memories back to an evening in 1949 when the bewitching Mary Martin of the musical comedy stage and the incomparable Ezio Pinza of the Metropolitan Opera Company met together on a stage and sang to each other. What happened after that is history. History which repeats itself each time the music from South Pacific is played. Donald Graham sings Some Enchanted Evening... Enchanted evening, you may see a stranger, you may see a stranger across a crowded room, and somehow you know, you know even then, that somewhere you Oh, 
some enchanted evening, someone may be laughing, you may hear her laughing across a crowded room, and night after night, as strange as it seems, the sound of her laughter will sing. In your dreams Who can explain it? Who can tell you why? Fools give you reasons Wise men never try Some enchanted evening When you find your true Fly to her side and make her your own. All through your life, you may dream all alone. Once you have found her, never let her go. Once you have found her, never let her go. Now we are going to encounter Donald Graham doing some very challenging repertoire. But, as we just heard in Some Enchanted Evening, he also could serve up those chestnuts like nobody's business. And speaking of which, let me now offer you the Toreador song from a concert performance of Carmen that took place in Detroit in November 1959, under the baton of the Detroit Symphony's music director at the time, Paul Paré. The names of the Frasquita and Mercedes are lost to history, but as Carmen, we hear that eminent contralto and Carmen, Jean Madeira. Il entre, il frappe, un cheval roule, entre le temps picador. Je viens, oui, songe, combattant. 
because I have so many widely varied examples to share with you. But I do think it would be appropriate at this time to give you a little biographical background on Donald Graham. He was born, as was I, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, on February 26, 1927. His family name was Gramsch, G-R-A-M-B-S-C-H. That's about as German as it gets. Well, almost as German as Gundlach. But he changed his name to the more user-friendly Graham. He studied initially at the Wisconsin College Conservatory of Music, made his debut as Raimondo in Donizetti's Lucia, and continued his studies in Chicago at the Chicago Musical College, and later studied with Martial Singer, that other illustrious French baritone, at the Music Academy of the West in Santa Barbara, the school founded by the great Lotte Lehmann. His debut in New York was singing in Berlioz's L'Enfance du Christ, and over the course of his career, he sang a lot of Berlioz. I don't have any on this set list. But let me just mention that because of the huge and varied repertoire that Donald Graham had, and in spite of the limited number of commercial recordings that he made, that I have been able to put together a second Donald Graham episode that I will be offering as a bonus for my Patreon subscribers. So yes, here's the little ad that I always stick in here somewhere. If you too want to be a Patreon subscriber, you can go to patreon.com slash countermelody and join with the growing number of Patreon subscribers who also support the podcast financially. By doing so, you will be able to enjoy, I hope, bonus episode 43, To Graham and Graham Again, haha, or any of the 42 other bonus episodes that I have already posted, including three just last week. That bonus episode, by the way, will include music by Hector Berlioz, as well as a plethora of other composers. So, the ad's over. Let's get back to the episode. He made his city opera debut the following year in 1952 and sang with them for more than 30 years, in fact, nearly every single season. 
and his repertoire was so widely varied. Just within the realm of Mozart, he sang everything from Papageno in Magic Flute to the speaker in Magic Flute. And he even, early in his career, sang the role of Osmin with the Little Orchestra Society. And I happen to have an excerpt of Donald Graham singing the role of Osmin. This is the aria Solche hergelaufene Laffen, or as it was known in this version translated into English, We Keep Women in Our Harem. It's clear that Donald Graham was not an Osmin by nature, and yet he handles the florid aspects of this role better than almost any other Osmin that I have ever heard. We keep women in our harem. And we don't intend to share them. It's my job to keep them safe from the likes of such as you, from the likes of such as you. If you think you can deceive me, no one could ever do it. No one is equal to it. Not you. You can never win, not you, you can never win. If you're scheming, you can see them. If you're dreaming, you can free them. Don't you even start, don't you even start. Don't you even bother to start? I am much too smart. If you plan, I have instructions. I have my instructions. I have my instructions. I'll cut out your heart. I'll cut out your heart. I'll cut out your heart. Yes, I'll cut out your heart. I am much too smart. Don't you? I'll cut out your heart, yes, I'll cut out your heart, I am much I played a brief excerpt of Donald Graham last week, and at that point I mentioned that he actually sang the role of Orlovsky in Fledermaus at a performance at City Center, which was the former home of City Opera before it moved into Lincoln Center. I still call that building the New York State Theater. I refuse to refer to it by the name it was ascribed in what I can only call a hostile takeover. You know what I'm talking about. 
<laughs> Just had to get that in there. Eventually, the Met came calling as well, and Graham made his debut there as Trufaldin in Ariadne of Naxos in 1964. He was not always rewarded with the most illustrious repertoire, shall we say. Very many performances of roles such as Truffaldin, Pedro in La Pericole, Geronte in Manon Lescaut, the bailiff in Vertea, Zuniga in Carmen, and other small parts. But he did also sing many performances of Leporello, Papagino, and even Dr. Schön in Lulu. We'll get to that anon. All this time, however, he maintained his allegiance to City Opera. It was one of several home companies for him, and we will also touch on those in a moment. As an example of his extremely varied repertoire, I now want to offer you Donald Graham singing some Handel. This is from a performance with the Washington Opera in 1971. This is from the opera Ariodante, and the character is the villain, Polinesso. Interestingly, this is a role that I have also sung because Polinesso is not, in fact, a bass, but is a role for high-voiced male, these days most commonly taken by a countertenor or a female contralto. This is the aria Coperta la Frode. Julius Rudel, primarily associated with New York City Opera, is the conductor here, and this was quite an illustrious cast. It included Beverly Sills as Ginevra and Tatiana Troianos in the title role. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
City Opera covered the gamut from Dandini in Cenerentola to Colline in Bohème, but increasingly he was called upon for buffo roles, which exploited both his technical aplomb and his remarkable acting ability. This is from a 1976 telecast of Barbara Seville, in which Donald Graham sings the role of Bartolo opposite Beverly Sills as Rosina. I'd like to point out that his collaborator at the podium in this performance is his friend and colleague Sarah Caldwell, who was also the stage director. I shall have more to say about Sarah Caldwell in a moment, but for now, just enjoy the virtuosity and the precision with which he sings a role that is sometimes done very sloppily indeed. A un dottor della mia sorte, queste scuse, signorina. A un dottor della mia sorte, queste scuse, signorina. Per potermi correlar altro, 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 altro. Ci vuole altro, figlia mia. Per potermi correlar altro, 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 altro. Perché manca la petrolio. Lo saperto testo in broglio. Perché manca la quel foglio. Sono inutile le smorfie. Fermalo.
Sarah Caldwell was an empresaria, conductor, and stage director. She lived from 1924 to 2006 and is no doubt most famous for creating the Opera Company of Boston, which staged an enormous range of work, many world and U.S. premieres, always featuring an extraordinary group of singers, of which Donald Graham was a central component. He appeared with her from 1958 in a pre-season opener of the Boston Opera Group, which then became the Opera Company of Boston, up until his very final production, the role of Oroveso in Norma, opposite Beverly Sills, who was also a frequent collaborator both of Sarah Caldwell and of Donald Graham. Sarah Caldwell was also a stage director. She wasn't just a conductor. In fact, according to an interview that I saw with Donald Graham, she really was primarily a stage director who jumped into conducting because they couldn't find someone to conduct a particular production, and she said, oh, I'll do it. If from that little story you draw the conclusion that when Sarah Caldwell was involved, things were probably going to be pretty chaotic, you would be correct. And yet somehow, almost always, things came together in an absolutely brilliant way. In that very same interview, Graham was not at all flattering about her conducting. At any rate, we do hear quite a bit of Sarah Caldwell on this episode. And in fact, this very next excerpt is with Sarah Caldwell leading the Chicago Symphony Orchestra in a concert at Ravinia from the summer of 1976. We've been hearing Graham in some comic parts, but I want to emphasize the gravitas of his persona as well. Here he is singing an excerpt from King Philip's aria from Don Carlos, and it is Don Carlos because he sings it in French, Elle ne m'aime pas. Thank you. 
performed under Sarah Caldwell, perhaps one that might surprise you, is Scarpia in Tosca, the sadistic chief of police with some very specific sexual appetites. There's a complete performance of this Tosca, which took place in the spring of 1972, and it's hair-raising. Over the next two weeks, I'm going to do two episodes on Nyko Divas, very, very important and significant singers who were featured performers at New York City Opera, and one of them is going to be the Tosca of this performance, Marilyn Niska. We're not going to hear Marilyn Niska today, you'll have to come back next week to hear her, but she is one of the best Toscas I've ever heard. She just knocked me on my freaking ear, man. And I think that for insidiousness and understated lechery, you just can't do better than Donald Graham as Scarpia. I'm going to play just the beginning of the second act, which begins with the words Tosken von Falco and continues with his little arioso. A più forte sapore la conquista violente. I'm much more drawn to the violent conquest.
contemporary opera. He sang The Otherwise Unnamed Doctor in Berg's Wozzeck. As I mentioned earlier, he sang Dr. Schön in Lulu in the opera's U.S. premiere in Santa Fe, which was another of his home houses, with Sarah Caldwell at Boston Lyric, and in the Met premiere of the incomplete two-act torso, quote-unquote, of the opera in 1977. That was originally to have starred Teresa Stratus, but she withdrew and only sang the role at the Met when they premiered the three-act version several seasons later, by which time Graham was no longer performing Dr. Schoen there. It's a pity, because with those two stage animals, imagine the sparks that would have flown. He sang the role of Moses in the U.S. premiere of Moses und Aaron of Arnold Schoenberg and many other operas as well, including this one, Roger Sessions's monumental Montezuma. This was another U.S. premiere for Sarah Caldwell. It took place in March of 1976, and Donald Graham opens this entire large-scale work, which some have called one of the most significant operas of the 20th century after those of Alban Berg and fill in the blank. At any rate, the entire opera opens with Donald Graham setting the stage with this opening monologue. I, Bernardias del Castillo, Spanish conqueror, in my old age, bequeath this story and glory. Generations 
the shores of this new world, America. Both times the surf of fright washed us back whence we came. Since the Lord we astride the third wave's crest, our captain was Hedon Cortez. Heroic, irresistible Cortez To thee, my liege Oh, thou long perished I wave my cap before, I did want to say, and I'll say it now, that Donald Graham is most remembered as an interpreter of American art song. And that's very significant and appropriate, but we must not forget all of those stunning examples of his operatic singing as well. But now we're going to sample some of the song literature with Donald Graham. First, as a sort of placeholder for those second Viennese operas that I didn't feature today, we're going to hear a song by Arnold Schoenberg, an early song, Opus 3, number 1, with a text from Des Knaben Wunderhorn, that 19th century collection of folk poetry assembled, edited, and possibly partially written by Achim von Arnim and Clemens Brentano. When we think of Des Knaben Wunderhorn from our present-day perspective, of course, we always think of the settings by Gustav Mahler. 
and those are certainly the most significant musical settings of those texts. But Schoenberg set a rather obscure text, wie Georg von Frunzberg von sich selber sang, how Georg of Frunzberg sang of himself. I have never spared my diligence and toil, and have always been mindful of the Lord. To the best of my ability I submitted myself to him, grace unhoped for favor, yet my heart to the court often turns. He who buys a place for himself runs far ahead and raises himself up, yet he who fights long for honor must go far away. That grieves me much. My precious service remains unrecognized. No thanks nor reward from it I bring. They count me little and have quite forgotten me indeed. Great grief and danger have I undergone. What joy shall I have from it? In this recording, Donald Graham collaborates with that towering musical figure, Glenn Gould. Mein Fleiß und Mühe hab ich nie gespart und allzeit Gefahr im Herren mein. We've already heard some recordings that Donald Graham made of the music of Igor Stravinsky from much earlier in Stravinsky's compositional career. We hear a song from his Opus 9, Two Poems by Paul Verlaine. This is the first of those two, Un Grand Sommeil Noir, and this recording was made in 1964. A long black sleep descends upon my life. Sleep all hope, sleep all desire. I can no longer see anything. I'm losing my remembrance of the bad and the good. Oh, what a sad story. I'm a cradle that is rocked by a hand in the depth of a vault. 
Silence. Since we're on such a cheery subject already, here's another one, a setting by the American composer John Duke of the poem by Edwin Arlington Robinson, entitled Richard Corey. This is a 1977 recording that Donald Graham made with his frequent pianistic collaborator, Donald Hazard. If you know the punchline to this song, don't tell your friends. Yeah, 
on a different note, thankfully. I'm quite happy and proud to report to you that Donald Graham was an out and presumably proud gay man even before Stonewall. For more than 25 years, he lived with his partner, Donald Durvin, in what is described as two connected brownstones on Park Avenue, which they shared with the renowned theatrical and arts philanthropist Robert Tobin. They also spent time at their houses in Connecticut and Santa Fe, so it does not sound as if they had a life burdened with financial worries. Let's put it that way. But one of the many things that I appreciate about Donald Graham, apart from his exemplary diction and superb vocal technique, are his keen musical imagination and curiosity for discovering American work. There are a number of examples of live recordings of Donald Graham singing American art song across the range of the entire 20th century. One of the works that he premiered was the song cycle by Richard Cumming, We Happy Few, which is a cycle of ten songs which concerns itself with war in its many different manifestations. One of the songs is a setting of Walt Whitman, who was both a war poet and a gay poet. This song, A Sight in Camp, is the seventh of the We Happy Few cycle, and this recording was made in 1983, very shortly before Donald Graham's death. The composer, Richard Cumming, accompanies Donald Graham on this recording. As from my tent I emerge so early, sleepless. As slow I walk in the cool fresh air, the path nearby the hospital tent. Three forms I see on stretchers lying, brought out there untended lying over each the blanket spread ample brownish wool and blanket gray and heavy blanket folding covering curious I halt and silence fingers I from the face of the nearest the first just lift the blanket who are you elderly man so gaunt and grim with well-grayed hair and flesh all sunken about the eyes. Who are you, my dear comrade? Then to the second I step, 
are you, my child and darling? Who are you, sweet boy, with cheeks yet blooming? Then to the third, a face nor child nor old, very a beautiful yellow-white ivory young man I think I know you I think this face is the face of Christ himself dead and divine and brother of We heard a song by Ned Roram at the beginning of the episode, and I have three more to offer you, two by Walt Whitman. The first is a song called A Specimen Case, which is the second of Roram's Whitman cycle, War Scenes, which was written for Gerard Souzet and Dalton Baldwin. I don't believe there is an extant recording of that, but there is a definitive recording nonetheless by Donald Graham and the pianist Eugene Estoman from 1969. I think this cycle is Roram's masterpiece. That's what I think. As I was listening to the complete cycle very late last night, believe me, the tears were flowing. Poor youth, so handsome, athletic, with profuse shining hair. One time as I sat looking at him while he Suddenly, without the least art, awakened, opened his eyes, gave me a long, steady look, turning his face. Slightly to gaze easier One long, clear, silent look A slight Boy, the 
As Whitman was a war poet, he was also, as I mentioned, a gay poet. We observe that nowhere more clearly than in this poem as Adam, early in the morning, one of five songs to poems of Walt Whitman, which were published in 1970. They must already have been in existence, because this recording, as far as I can determine, stems from the year 1969. As Adam early in the morning, walking forth from the bower, refreshed with sleep. Behold me where I pass, hear my In 1961, Donald Graham was one of four singers who participated in a recording called Songs of American Composers, which appeared on Eleanor Stieber's Stand label. Speaking of important artistic queer icons, he does all four of the Paul Bowles settings of Tennessee Williams called Blue Mountain Ballads, and the first one called Heavenly Grass is something truly sublime. My feet took a walk in heavenly grass All day while the sky shone clear as Walk 
At the time of Donald Graham's untimely death, at the age of only 56, he had just, less than a week before, concluded a run of Norma in Boston, in which he sang Rolo Oroveso, and he was on his way to San Francisco, where he had previously sung Gianni Schicchi, Nick Shadow, and Pandolf in Saint-Drillon. He was about to take on, once again, the role of Don Alfonso in Così fan tutte, which was one of his calling cards. But, according to his Times obituary, he had been complaining about chest pains, and sure enough, in the midst of a routine doctor visit, he suffered a fatal heart attack and died on June 2nd, 1983. I'm sorry for the somewhat somber tone of today's episode, but I'm sure that you can understand how I might be feeling more than a little blue today. It did seem appropriate to end with this setting by Ned Roram of an anonymous 14th century poem entitled The Call. Once again, with a singer whose diction is this precise, I don't even have to do a recitation of the text. My blood so red for thee was shed. Come home again, come home again. My own sweetheart, come home again. You've gone astray. Dear friends, keep the song in your hearts. I'm Daniel Kundlach.